Hello everyone, you are listening to the Open to Happiness podcast. I am your host Nicoleta and I will be joined by Dr. Ashwini Ganabaskaran today, a holistic GP from Perth, Australia. We will be talking about the relationship between lifestyle and happiness today and I'm so looking forward to explore this topic. Hello Ashwini and welcome to the podcast. Hi Nicoleta, my pleasure. Excited to be here. Thank you. So before we start, Ashwini, uh, before we start uh, diving a little bit into lifestyle and happiness, let's find out a little bit about you. Who are you and how was your journey in life so far? Um, I am a holistic GP. I grew up, a lot of my childhood was in Malaysia. So um, studied there, did my uni, all of it, then uh, moved to Australia because I wanted a better way of practicing and I liked the Australian healthcare system. So that's what made me make the move here. And then I've been here for the past seven years. I love practicing medicine here. I feel there's a lot of autonomy. Patients have a lot of say in their health. And I like that because you have a two-way communication and patients are often the driver of their health here. So I like working with my patients who are motivated. So the journey has been really great. And once I came to Australia, I started as a GP. But the fact is, in Australia, there's a lot of medicine or natural medicine, supplements, lifestyle. A lot of people are actively engaged in their lifestyle and healthier. So that made me progress and do two other further fellowships, which is the fellowship of the Australian College of um, Nutritional and Environmental Medicine. And I also did a fellowship with the lifestyle medicine. So I could equip myself with the best way to care for a patient holistically. And I also do a lot of work around skin cancer. There's a lot of skin cancers around um, in Australia. So that's something I do quite a bit. And I'm also progressing, um, furthering my studies in medical acupuncture and a bit of TCM medicine. So I could, I can have like a holistic view, blending Eastern and Western lifestyle for optimal patient care. So that's my journey so far professionally. That's wonderful. It's very interesting because most of the GPs, most of the doctors have been trained in the traditional medicine, in the Western medicine. And um, not always, not always we see GPs interested in the holistic health. So what happened to you? What attracted you to, to looking into healing, into treating people in a holistic way? When I was an intern in the hospital, I knew that I didn't want to practice hospital medicine. I wanted to see people before they got to the hospital. And general practice was a good way to start. And then when I did general practice, I felt I wasn't happy just giving out scripts and, you know, um, t- treating symptoms. I wanted to understand where is it stemming from? What's the root cause? So I got very interested in root cause medicine. It made me get started to really engaging with patients to find the root cause. So of course, I do a lot of lifestyle, nutrition and all. But another important part that I work with is emotional health. And one of my biggest discovery is childhood and parenting. Actually, uh, it is a very important journey in someone's health and wellness. So that's when I, I felt like, you know, I feel I, I just want to find the root cause. Somebody can come to me with a headache, but you know, generally we would check blood pressure, we would do it might be your iron, might be that. But I tend to look at it, okay, what is best the stress? Where's your sleep? How's your gut health doing? How's your hormone? How's your relationships? How's your emotional health? By dwelling into things like this, I felt 
rather than just treating the symptom, I'm able to actually give them a better advice and self-reflection. Often they find the cause when we look into the root cause. And I feel it's more fulfilling and easier to heal a patient when we have identified the root cause. That's absolutely brilliant. Absolutely fantastic. How is this changing your practice? Uh, The fact that you're looking into the holistic health of your patients. Do you see anything changing? I think the change has been great for me, not only the patient. First, I'm not burnt out anymore. I don't do quick medicine. Mm -hmm. So I do slow medicine. I spend a lot of time with my patients. I feel I'm more fulfilled in the consult and I'm able to really know and you know understand my patients really well on the patient side I feel I am really able to break barriers find the root cause for people who have been struggling for things for years without answer I'm actually able to find some sort of solution for them which has been very rewarding as a doctor and you know partnering them in their journey of health and you know wellness yeah, so great, so great. Because when you're looking at the uh, the whole person in front of you, you see more than a diagnosis or an ailment somewhere in the body. You yes. understand that we are part of a of a network, a complicated network uh, of relationships mm. that obviously impact our physical health, our mental health, our spiritual health. And that's that's so so lovely to hear that you're doing a kind of pioneering work. I, I love to talk to people that are ahead of times, ahead of their times. Beautiful. So would you say that in your findings, relationships are at the core of um, some of our struggles or most of our struggles? I think it's definitely a lot, a big part of our struggles. I think as human beings, we are social animals. We strive with connection. So I think definitely when we come from a parenting that has been just full of joy and love. We are in a relationship that's equal. We love ourselves. When we have all these good relationships around us and we understand when there's toxicity around us, Nicoletta, I think one of the main thing is taking care of your energies. So when it's becoming toxic and it's not good, I think it's also understanding when to step away. So I definitely believe having good relationships, coming from a good relationships, you know, with, um, how your parenting was, how was your childhood, all of that matters. But the good thing is also, even if you you didn't get the love and that sort of connection that you need to try, I think recognizing it, getting therapy, healing, and making sure you are going towards that good relationship and, you know, work and mending your bad relationships, I think that plays a big role in everyone's health and well-being. Yes, it does. It does. It sounds so, so interesting, uh, the way you're looking at uh, at health. So you mentioned before, now we move to the lifestyle. You mentioned that um, you like to go to the root cause of, of people's problems when they come to see you. What is generally the, the root cause? What, what is making us ill nowadays? Why would people come to you? I think number one is stress. People are just stressed. Everyone is just in a high-end neurological system. Everyone is just, you know, they don't know what is it to be mindful anymore. I think stress is the first main one. Second is sleep. People are not recognizing how important sleep is from children to adult to elderly. I think we all need to really fix our sleep. 
The third thing I think is the quality of food we are eating. We really need to, I mean, everyone comes from different backgrounds, but the best that you can provide for yourself and your family, make sure they are organic, um, not processed food of carbs, protein, fat. You know, the best you can get from where you are and your generational food or where you, you know, your, which suits your DNA, your environment, your climate that you're coming from. I think that's important. And the last thing is, I think, um, exercise. A lot of people don't recognize how important it is. So sometimes they come to me and like, oh, I've got this pain or I've got that. And then when I look into that, okay, are you moving enough? Are you, you know, engaging that muscles? Lack of exercise and not doing the correct exercise for their body type or, you know, their energy levels also plays a role. Mm -hmm. The last thing I think is all of us need some sort of spiritual connection, whatever it is, to a higher being. And I often feel when they feel there's hope for them and there's someone looking out for them, there's more positivity in their outlook. Of course, there are various other things. But these are all lifestyle mediated, which um, we are talking about today. Yes, yes. And you very nicely brought everything together, the physical health, the mental health and the spiritual health, which is so important. And the lifestyle, our lifestyle should be aligned to those parts of ourselves yeah. to make sure all parts of us, the, the whole self is in balance, in homeostasis. So lovely. And of course, now we're moving into linking the lifestyle with happiness. Do you feel like there is a strong connection between our lifestyle, how we decide to embrace life and uh, how happy we feel in our day-to-day -day life? I think definitely because you have to understand happiness also can come from your chemical neurotransmitters and messengers. And you need a good lifestyle for your neurotransmitters to work optimally. The right kind of food, the correct amount of protein, you need sunshine, you need movement. So your serotonin, your dopamine, your noradrenaline, GABA, all of them are in correct proposition for your health and well-being. So definitely lifestyle can bring about happiness. But often where I find a good lifestyle doesn't bring about happiness is when they have failed to recognize the emotional challenges that they are facing. So they may be optimizing their lifestyle, they're exercising, they're eating well, they're sleeping, but they've not resolved the emotional issues they're facing. Mm -hmm. And at that point, someone who's actually really good with lifestyle changes may still not feel healthy and happy because um, there are things that's unresolved, hurt, trauma, things like that, that really need to be worked on with a therapy to be, you know, really unfolded before they can find that happiness within themselves. Yeah, yeah, because the lifestyle in a way should encapsulate the care that obviously we need to give to ourselves, to all parts of ourselves, not just the physical body, uh, as we tend to sometimes um, focus too much on, on that. But of course, the lifestyle is about taking time to take care of yourself, all parts of yourself, uh, creating that space to feel that you have um, a little bit of uh, acknowledgement towards what's going on inside of you, into your mind, into your soul. And I, I think right, you rightly say, uh, talk about the stress as being one of the factors that are impacting our health nowadays. 
because everything is moving so fast. The world is, mm. is changing too fast. The humanity has never experienced this. So it's obviously a bit challenging for every single one of us, knowing how to adjust to all of these changes. And we seem to all feel like we live with less time. We don't have enough time. But um, I remember uh, an author, Richie Norton, he said at some point that, how you spend your time is more important than how much time you, you actually have. Because the time is the same. It's 24 hours a day. <laughs> it's mm. more a matter of making a choice to uh, attend all parts of you. So that's Correct. so beautiful. And um, now we're coming closer towards you. Then you're now teaching people how to embrace a healthy lifestyle and how to bring themselves into a, a very balanced, uh, harmonious way of living and in good health and well-being, what is happiness to you? Happiness to me, I think, is actually finding the joy within myself, loving myself, purposeful in what I'm doing, finding the purpose, you know, the joy in everything that I do, having good relations around the people, my family, who I'm connecting with. And I think um, this year I've also started to understand that consciously living my life is also what happiness means to me. Like rather than just spending my time to things that don't actually bring joy, but consciously understanding what's my intention behind what I do, what's my intention behind where I put my energy has really made me understand what happiness means to me. So definitely, I think it's, yeah, it's the combination of all of that yes. that means happiness. Yes, you somehow pointed towards the, the other question that I had in mind to ask you, if happiness is a state of the body, mind or soul, I would probably think myself that in order to, to feel happy and at peace, you need a sense of um, balance in all parts of you. You need to feel good in your body, you need to feel at peace in your mind and you need to feel connected with your soul and have that kind of spiritual connection with with all of the other people around you in the world. What's your view? I think different people are different, Nicoletta, because they are in different part of journey in life. Like 10 years back, if you ask me, a lot of my happiness would have been drawn from materialistic things. I want this, I want that, I want so many things. And then as time goes, you realize I've got all this, but I'm not happy. Then you tend to look into what actually causes happiness. And I really found that doing purposeful work, living your mission, being conscious around your family, spending the time engaging, really grateful for everything that's around you, where you are, you know, the kind of food you're able to eat, the country you're living. I think finding that, that gratitude in what you do really allows you to draw happiness. But I think everyone is in a different journey. So happiness means different things to different people. And I think we can't really say, oh, because this is my happiness, this is your happiness too. I think that's not how it works. Yes. And I think, yeah, if, if um, someone's happiness is owning that materialistic good or is doing, you know, that I think someone's like, oh, I want to live, you know, in a monastery and I want to just embrace the nature. And I think that's happiness to them. That's good for them. So I think it's very individual and everyone needs to identify and, um, embrace what comes to them as happiness yes so beautiful indeed indeed because we are uh, uh, very unique in the way we we perceive the world 
and we relate and different, and everyone is different conscious level right like yes their awakening is different level yeah yes plus so. that plus that yes because we're searching for for different things in different mm. stages in our life and as we progress to our inner in a world journey then things are changing and and yes uh, we discover uh, new ways of embracing happiness for me happiness is in a peace it's that yes. feeling of uh, feeling at peace i can't and put it more simply than that right i mean the amount what amount of money you have and all of that yeah if you don't find the inner peace nothing that you have matters nothing that you do matters yes so yes i agree with that and you're right when you say that uh, we tend to be overly focused on materialistic uh, uh, things that's the nature of the society we live in it's all uh, focused on advancement from the technological and industrial and, and, and that kind of social progress that is changing the world into a certain direction and we get trapped in that since we are very little and we want it obviously and i think a certain level of comfort material comfort is good for everyone and that there should be a basic sort of um, material comfort for every single human being so they don't have to starve so they have proper shelter and they have the means to to really feel humane in But their lives. I think lives. they also should be conscious about what materialistic they want and you know consciously understand why they want something. I think sometimes because of advanced marketing and programming a lot of us seek things that we don't really want but you know it's just subconsciously programmed choosing what matters to you even if you want to buy something i want a handbag yes consciously it is going to make me happy and i feel connected and it's going to give me joy why not yes yes absolutely 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 it's it's a wonderful distinction that you're making because very often we get uh, uh, we keep busy with all sorts of distractions around us and we take that in intensity and stimulation as the real happiness that's a type of happiness but then we find happiness in so many other aspects of yes. life and, right. and that's the that's the beauty of being human and enjoying every single second that is coming as a new opportunity and as your new life i i used to say to my clients that you don't actually have one life uh you have more lives <laughs> every second uh-huh. is a new life coming into you and living in that very present moment it's what makes the aliveness be felt within you and bring the vitality into your life and it will works well when we are indeed as you rightly said connected but what do we do when we embrace difficult times and we go through challenges and um what do we do when when we struggle in life how can we still feel happy when uh, our lives are actually surrounded by a lot of hardship i think that's when you really need to understand are you doing something for society for others and also having that gratitude feeling you know grateful when you see so many calamities around you but if you find things to be grateful for despite all of that then that makes life um that makes a bit a bit easier i won't say it really removes the hardship everyone is in a different phase i won't speak for them and some people have real hardship currently you know losing family and all that but if you can just find a way to practice gratitude a practice to be spiritually connected to be connected to people around us to say things that you know sh- that tells me love ourselves like just show some self love to ourselves i think if we all practice this small things 
it will help a bit. I wouldn't say it will help tremendously. It will help a bit. But of course, mm-hmm. you know, if it's a deeper thing, getting the right um, psychological help, uh, connecting with the right people, having groups to support definitely means a lot. But I think the main thing is that I think just giving yourself self-compassion and self-love and really finding ways to be gratitude despite everything that's happening Mm. I think gives a bit of shift to the mind and allows Mm. you to see things in a positive way. Yes, yes, that that's so so great because very often we get uh, stuck into that one experience that is very negative, mm. and it's kind of overtaking all our attention and all our focus, and that's only one part of our lives. Of course, it's painful when we lose someone, or when we go through illness, or we go through different other challenges in relationships, and uh, and so on. It is hard. It is difficult, and. We tend to uh, feel overwhelmed and um, get uh, somehow trapped into that negative cycle of negative thinking and the pain and the suffering that is associated with it. And it's not easy to actually see all of the other aspects that are quite good and positive and beautiful in our lives. And this is why we sometimes neglect our uh, family members, we neglect you know, our work or just because we have hardship in one aspect of our life, we tend to neglect all of the others. And um, mm-hmm. this is when relationships probably suffer a bit more than than uh, usually. And um, yeah, it can uh, it can be a little bit of a roller coaster and one is attracting uh, the other. So uh, I, uh, I feel that in a way it happens for a reason, whatever, whatever's coming onto our path. Uh, the point True, is to, to open the eyes, your... yes, and understand what was the learning that is coming. Like with that. If we start having good practice, when we start having good practice, when things are good, you know, you start journaling or, you know, having the gratitude practice or doing some meditation. So when things become difficult, I think you've already got a practice to deal with, you know, um, things when they are difficult. So I think all of us, if we can just on a daily basis, practice some amount of self-love, journaling, gratitude, whatever works for you. Yeah, it's the self-care in all aspects of our lives, taking care and not just of the body, uh, the, the, the needs of the body on a physical level, but also making sure we feed our mind, we rewire the brain uh, with whatever it is that we want to experience in life and manifest and also stay connected with our emotions and feelings and soul and uh, remain uh, uh, connected uh, with the spiritual life surrounding us. But uh, I think this is where the the main challenge is uh, with the modern man, because um, most people are so so trapped into their jobs, into what they have to to, to achieve, uh, what what plans they have. It's all Mm -hmm. about, you know, careers and, and getting money, paying for a mortgage, establishing a family. It's getting difficult these days. Even in the West, it's getting very difficult with all of this comparison and performance culture. It's so obvious now with social media. And I think even the lifestyle is getting very difficult to to be rearranged and reorganized because it's not um, easy for every single human being on earth to buy bioproducts or to find the time to exercise uh, uh, and then you're very tired after work and you don't feel like walking or, or doing anything. So there's always, there's always coming, uh, you know, onto the avenue, 
saying, not now, not today, I'm tired, I'm, something is going on. And it's that um, that luggage from the past that you rightly mentioned that is coming, the emotional luggage that hasn't mm. been sorted, that is also exactly. bringing the load onto our life and the weight on our shoulders, and it's making things difficult. But um, in my view, I feel that what I'm learning every single day is that unless we intentionally and consciously, uh, as you also mentioned, make a, a decision to take care of ourselves in our wholeness and uh, make that uh, those changes that are necessary in our lives. Th there will be no one from the outside coming to do it for us. And the lifestyle, we are the architects of our lives and we can make changes to our lifestyle. And if that impacts our happiness, then it works really, really well. What would be a final message from you, Ashwini, now? Is there a recipe in your view for happiness in this, uh, you know, fast-changing world? I think, right, Nicoletta, is um, consciously choosing how we live ourselves is the recipe. I think from the time we wake up in the morning, consciously choosing happiness, consciously choosing joy, and if it's not working out for you, stepping away from things that are not working out and you know, giving your best in all that you do, living your life for yourself without comparison and always having gratitude and service to others. And I think if you always have a service mind, however it may be, you know, service can be different forms. It's not just monetary. It can be volunteer. It can be lifting someone up. So I think if all of us practice that conscious living um living with gratitude, live, I mean, find out who you are, what do you want, inner discovery, just living for the outer world. I think that's actually the only way to find happiness within us. Yes, that, that's so brilliant. Thank you so much, Ashwini. Where can people find a bit more about you? Um, I have a podcast myself, Nicoletta, where you were a guest and we had a fantastic chat. It's the yes. GP podcast. It's available in all major um, podcasting platforms. I work from a practice called Sanctuary Wellness and Medical Center Perth for those who would like consultations here. I am on Instagram as Dr. Ashwini, D-O-C-T-O-R-A-S-H-W-I-N-I. -I. I'm also in Facebook, LinkedIn. So these are the platforms that, you know, I'm trying to explore and give a bit of advice and find my place in this world. So definitely these are the places you guys can find me. I also can check out my website. Um, currently, the practice website is sanctuarywellnessandmedical.com.au. Wonderful. Thank you so much for everything. It's been a wonderful chat, but it is time to stop now. A big thanks to all of you listening and many, many thanks to you, Ashwini, for joining me here today. Thanks, Nicoletta. Thanks for having me in this show. And thank you for all your listeners. And hopefully they all benefited in what we could share today. Wonderful. That's it for now. Until next time, we are wishing you all good health and happiness.